Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I'm a writer for the Viking Age Zone coverage and bring me the news along with the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, a managing editor, or excuse me, the managing editor of thevikingage.com. And we do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, make sure you rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Um, as you can see, Adam is giving up his usual Thursdays off to be on the show today. Um, normally, I try to reach out to you on Thursdays and you say, no, uh, I'm. this is my day off. This is my personal time. Uh, my marriage would not survive without it. Um, you're a hundred percent away from the podcast. So first of all, thank you for coming in on your day off. And, uh, I also have to ask, do you even want to be a real podcaster? Because I don't think you're committed enough. I mean, there are award-winning podcasters out there. They're grinding tape. They're cutting audio. They're doing social vids. They're putting in the work some outside of the lines and you need to have Thursdays off. So honestly, at this point, I need to question your commitment. Well, I'm going to be like everyone who pointed the fingers at Mike Zimmer and said everything that went wrong with the Vikings was his fault. I'm going to point the finger at you for messing up the stream first off. And this is the second time we have to do the stream. So I'm going to do that first. And then, you know, I, you know, I think we can, we can sort things out, but you know, we should wait till March to discuss things. That's when things really, you know, that's when, that's when discussions happen. They happen in March. They don't happen, you know, in February or January or any time before that, they happen in March. So I think until then, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. When Fansighted sits down with you and discuss your next yeah. nine figure contract, yeah. fully guaranteed, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then 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 we can bring that up. Three years, um, at least. Let's stick a bookmark in this and come back to it later. Actually, we're kind of in the same vein because we're going to talk Kirk Cousins' contract news, baby. So we we are drinking through a fire hose now, even though the discussions don't start until uh, March. With a lot of things going on. Um, Albert Breer of SI shed some light on it uh, earlier this week, and this is going to be Chris reading again, so you guys are going to have to bear with it. But uh, Breer wrote, because of some creative timing in his contract, Cousins can't be franchise tagged by the Vikings, so all he has to do to become available to the other 31 teams is nothing, nothing until mid-March. Uh, the Vikings like Cousins, but it's also been made clear that they're not going to go contractually where the previous regime did twice and give Cousins a fully guaranteed deal. 
Breer theorized that spend, spending $30 million seems attainable, but 40 to $45 million is a question as to how far the Vikings would be willing to go to keep Cousins. Uh, Darren Wolfson of KST TV and Score North this morning said, I continue to believe the Vikings are not guaranteeing anything in 2026. So if that's the sticking point, Kirk Cousins is landing elsewhere. He also went on to say, I would be shocked if one team guaranteed three years, but it's not going to be the Vikings. Wolfson also said that the Vikings touched base with Kirk's camp last week. Is Whoa. it March? Wait, what? It's February. Whoa. Oh, February. Yeah, they're, they're jumping the gun here. I, I wonder if, do you think Mike <laughs> McCarty just sent him straight to voicemail? Like, yeah, like Kirk on a Tuesday, he's like, ah, oh, that's the Vikings number. Ignore. Gonna, gonna <laughs> and then, until... and then the Vikings got a, this vo- voicemail box has not been set up. Have a nice day. <laughs> Just uh, one of those. Um, what do you make of the latest developments in Kirk's contract talks, which are obviously happening in February, even though he said it otherwise? Well, he's not talking about it, but uh, yeah. his agent definitely is. Um, I think it's not surprising. I think if we go back and, and look at some of the stuff Kirk Cousins said in the, the summertime and in, in June, um, after they had discussions in the spring, they, they weren't able to reach a deal. And it was likely it came down to, I think there were reports that it came down to guarantees. Um, so the fact that this is coming out now that, you know, the Vikings are not willing to give him a, a fully, fully guaranteed contract, it shouldn't be surprising. And I would like to add that former Vikings GM Rick Spielman also said recently that he doesn't expect the Vikings to give Kirk Cousins a, a, a full, fully guaranteed contract. Um, so the fact that he's saying that should say a lot as well, because he's the guy who gave him two fully guaranteed contracts. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's surprising. I think it it helps maybe people understand a lot why Kirk Cousins is has even gotten to this point where he's so close to just making it to free agency. Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's just going to test and see what he gets, and then he'll come back to the Vikings. Um, I don't think so. I think the Vikings have presented Cousins with an offer on the table, maybe adjusted it slightly within the last few months, but I, I think the main thing they're not going to budge on is that fully guaranteed pass, you know, like Wolfson said, past 2025, which uh, is understandable because he's going to be 36. He's coming off a serious torn Achilles injury. He's never been injured in his career, so you don't know. And, you know, he puts up good numbers, but he's just not a proven winner in the NFL. You know, he they won a lot of games in 2022 with, with Kevin O'Connell, but they were four and four last year when he was playing, you know, what people say some of the best football of his career. They were still four and four. Um, it's a team game, I know, but, um, you know, sometimes at this point, it seems like a good time to move on. And if he wants, if Kirk Cousins wants to come back to the Vikings, then he's going to have to, you know, make some sacrifices himself. So we'll see, uh, see what happens. I mean, none of this is really surprising on either end. Uh, the Vikings are showing an interest in wanting him back, and Kirk Cousins is trying to get the largest contract possible because that is, that is his game. Um, this is a lot like when, you know, you and I are wrestling fans. This is like when Roman Reigns isn't at SmackDown, but Paul Heyman is. And like, he's just walking around and he's got his phone and he's like, call Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically <laughs> so weird that he does that. Yeah, that's basically Mike McCartney right now. He's just like, you know, he'll hear from Quasi or whatever. And I'll be like, call Kirk Cousins. Also, isn't Roman Reigns a millennial? Does he doesn't he not want to talk to people on the phone like every other millennial? Like, just send him a text. 
He's just, he's Haven. He's like, God, I got to answer this. This is yeah. bad. Oh, uh, this is brutal. <laughs> um, You know, Tom Pelissero said he thinks there will be a strong market for Cousins. Yeah. Um, Like, I, I've said this before. If you're the Vikings and you're going to re-sign him, you got to go all in. And if Kirk Cousins wants a fully guaranteed deal for three years or even two years, that throws a wrench into your idea because, like, you need that salary cap space to add, you need you needed to keep Justin Jefferson. You needed to keep Christian Darrisaw. You need to keep Daniel Hunter. Like there are other needs than just that. And like we've said before, I, I mean, if Kirk comes out and he signs some kind of flexible contract, I will be shocked. Not because Kirk's a bad person or anything, but our history so far has shown us he wants fully guaranteed short-term contracts so he can maximize his value. That's the reason he's a free agent right now because the Vikings weren't willing to do that. So I don't know. I, I mean, at this point, next week is such a big talking point for these discussions uh, at the combine because stuff's going to leak and always leaks at the combine. Little little St. Elmo's <laughs> cocktail sauce. Well, right? Lube up the you have a little sauce and a slip of the tongue might happen out there. Um, yeah, I think it was we're going to talk about probably some of the stuff from this podcast later, but uh, the O-line committee podcast with some former Vikings who uh, some Vikings fans aren't too thrilled with these days. Um, Jeremiah Searles, I think he said that someone told him, you know, Kirk Cousins, or either someone told him or this is what he thought, where Kirk Cousins has always felt like he's had to go out and like prove himself. He's felt disrespected since the moment he was drafted in what, the fourth round. And so instead of, um, you know, I guess winning, um, he's done everything he can to get as much money as possible um and if you if you don't even if you don't regard him as a top tier quarterback um he's going to get paid like a top tier quarterback whether you like it or not and that's just his way of kind of poking back at the people who who disrespected him by you know drafting him fourth and then franchise tagging him and all that stuff and people who that you know rip on him in the media like all this stuff is like it's like payback so if that if that's the case then whatever dude get your money and <laughs> he's got a unique opportunity like there's i think there's this chart um i don't know if you've seen it it's kind of old but like it breaks down like high school football players and then what percentage makes college and then what what percentage makes the nfl and the nfl is like one percent of those high school players if not lower and then kirk cousins is probably like less than one percent of the people who've made over 200 million dollars so he has like the most unique of unique opportunities so if he wants to make more money that's fine that's that's his game that's what he is he's good at um but you know we'll talk about something a little bit later that you know if he wants to get to the top in terms of performance you have to make sacrifices and it doesn't seem like he's someone who's willing to make sacrifices because of because of his own priorities that he has and that's that's just the way he is so well why wait <laughs> let's let's do it right now oh boy uh alex you mentioned a little bit alex boone and jeremiah serrells two former uh viking offensive linemen have a podcast with score norris phil mackey called the o-line committee and they talked about a world uh without kirk cousins at quarterback oh my god it's scary uh what, what, what are the like we're gonna be the bears or the lions or the browns uh um one of the biggest takes that came on this show was digging up the whole Kirk Cousins takes Tuesdays off thing. If you are not familiar with this, uh, 
during the Netflix quarterback documentary last year, Kirk Cousins basically said, hey, I take Tuesdays off because, you know, I want to spend time with my family, my kids uh, and everything else. And uh, both of these guys did not like it. And, and, and I mean, a lot of the people, I, I'm just going to go on a quick rant before we start here. A lot of people like, why are you digging this up again or whatever? Okay, so Score North does daily Vikings content every day. Four to five episodes. This podcast like, is separate from Score North, though. Correct, correct. It's not even I, on their, their network. It's on on Blue Wire, I think, too. Correct. Yes, but but I but I I want to I want to clarify something. Like yeah. they need content. They need yeah. they need a figure. Yeah. And like Phil Mackey was sitting in front of two former NFL players yep. and wanted to know their opinion on this topic because a lot of Vikings fans are like, dude, like why are you taking Tuesdays off? This this is BS. And he asked them for their opinion. Their opinion is as follows. Again. This is like the reading with Chris episode. So I apologize for that, especially for the people on podcasts. Because Turn it I'm down if you have kids, okay? Yes, yes. No, you are no. going to want to. Alex, like, this is not the children episode. Alex Boone is not, he does not, he's not have a church mouth or whatever you want. Um, and I won't in a couple of minutes either. But um, <laughs> there is that. Uh, Boone said, the minute August starts, your life is over. It has been like this for a hundred years. It just starts over every Monday, a whole new 100 hour work week. No matter how you feel or what you feel, when the quarterback of the team comes out and says, well, I take Tuesdays off because I need personal time. I was really offended because he, when he said that, because I think everybody on the team said, this is bullshit. Now for what it's worth, Josh Metellus came out and said, cap, uh, which if you're old like us, that means lie. And like, yeah, we got caps. We got caps. Cap. Um, I'm just going to scream cap randomly the rest of the episode. (laughs) Uh, Sarah's went on to say, I never played with a quarterback that wasn't in there first thing Tuesday morning. When I read that, it was weird to me because it was something that I had never seen in a six year career on four different teams. Boone went deeper into the chamber and said, Minnesota is too caught up in one fucking guy. I hate to say it, but everybody just said it. You've only won one playoff game. You're not good. Stop saying you're disrespected. That's not what it is. That's what people look at. They go, hey, you lost your best receiver. No one gives a fuck. Patrick Mahomes, show us how good you are. And then when he did, everybody was like, fuck God, he did it again. That's who you pay because that's the guy the team pays for. Okay, so this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to let you go first, and I'm just going <laughs> to let you throw anything you want on the table here. No rules, no whatever. Again, if you have kids, um, you this is your final warning. You're going to want to turn this off. But um, what do you think of these comments here? Well, to be fair, I think this came up. It wasn't, I don't think Phil Mackey brought up for, for no reason, but because I think Logan Ryan from the 49ers actually just mentioned recently that like when he arrived to the Niners this season, and he went on Tuesday, which was typically an off day around the league to get treatment or whatever. Everybody was there, like for the Niners. And what do you know? They made the Super Bowl. Weird. And then the, the other thing before I get started, people immediately ripping on Alex Boone instead of paying attention to the context of what was said and be like, oh, Alex Boone took off Sundays. Yeah, he also played in a Super Bowl and like three NFC championships as a starter. So I think he knows what it takes to get to the top. Okay. Um, so like he knows what he's talking about whether you like it or not. Um, But with the Tuesdays thing, all right, so I'm going to say that Kirk Cousins' priority, if you asked him, is it family or football, he's going to say family. And that is completely fine. Completely fine. Um, But if you want to be the greatest in your sport, you want to win, achieve the highest things in your sport, it it takes a lot of sacrifice. And that includes time away from your family. Look at some of the greatest athletes 
in the like the history of sports. Michael Jordan divorced. Tiger Woods divorced. Kobe Bryant, eh, he had some problems. Um, <laughs> like all of the top athletes. LeBron James is actually he's done pretty well for and had a stable stable household. So maybe you know things are turning. But my point is like it takes a lot of sacrifice, and and sacrifice sometimes results in you know your family getting sacrificed. Um, and I think Kirk Cousins maybe he's someone who's realized that. And he doesn't want that to happen. So he's prioritized, you know, I need this Tuesday. This is my family day. I need to stay home. But at the same time, he's sacrificing time he could be using to get better on the field to achieve those things, to achieve, to try and achieve the highest levels in your sport. So while other people are sacrificing, you know, time away from their family to be great, he's sacrificing time away from the team to be with his family, which is, again, completely fine. But at the same time, he wants to get paid. Like he's one of those people who sacrifices, you know, time with the family and, and is regarded as the greatest. But you you can't have both, man. You can't you can't be like, oh, I'm worth this because uh, look at my numbers. Uh, but then you don't perform at the highest stage. So I just think this is his thing. This is what other teams are going to get when they sign him. You have to know like this. This is it. So if you think you can be a good team or get to that higher level with him being like this, then that's fine. But if you want someone who's going to be there every single day, all day, all what do you hear about? Like some of the greatest players too. They're like first one in last one out. Like, why do I feel like Kirk Cousins treats his job like a nine to five job? Like he punches in, he works his eight hours, punches out and then leaves. I know it's not a typical job. I know he probably doesn't do that, but that's, it just like seems that way. He's like, Oh, I, I need this, this day off. I work these so many hours so I can be home. Once again, I completely understand it. I have young kids just like him. I hate any time I have to miss away from them from doing stuff. So I completely understand that. But it's just, you know, what do you want to sacrifice? Do you want to sacrifice family time with the potential to be great? Or do you want to sacrifice, you know, uh, the potential to be great for family time? So, like, I think Cousins has prioritized his family over his career. And that's completely fine. But teams are just going to know that coming in. When they sign him that, you know, he's not going to be this guy that's going to be there every day. So if you think you can win with that, go ahead. But if not, then move on. I think there are I feel like I repeated things. myself a lot. No, no, no. That's fine. Well, I'm going to get to that point. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I think, you know, the, this situation, I, I think there are several things that could be true. The Vikings may not care. Like we saw Josh Metellus send out that tweet, Correct. like, and, and he sent out another tweet today, like, would you take your lunch break off or would you do it? And it's like, I've done that. And I don't know, but if I was getting 40 million a year, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'd be okay if I didn't have a lunch break. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Um, you know, it's almost kind of like uh, the final years, the Zach Parisi, Ryan Suter era for the wild. Like they would have they lived over in Edina, which I know you're not familiar with, but that's on like the west side of the Twin Cities and St. Paul where the wild play at the Excel Energy Center is on the east side of the cities. And if you try uh, yeah, it's probably like 20, or, I mean, I mean, depends on traffic like, you know. It's a pain in the ass mm -hmm. some days. So, you know, everybody from the team has to drive to the West side to please their top paid players. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, I guess we're going to give this up. You know what I mean? And I mean, if you have the unwavering support of that locker room, like Kirk Cousins does, yeah. it's probably not a problem. Like it might've been under Mike Zimmer. Like I'm sure Mike Zimmer had it definitely was had a big issue with that. Right. Especially because Searles mentioned that Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford were both on there 
in two days. And I'm going to assume Case Keenum was too. Yes. Yes. Even as Mike Zimmer, he can't throw that ball in between it's triple week, coverage. It's, it's week what 16 and the Vikings are 12 and three. And he's like, I don't know if Case Keenum's going to start. <laughs> well, we'll flip a coin and see what happens. The other thing with this too, and I'm a bit sensitive to this topic, is that mental health matters. You know, yeah. I mean, big, tough football players have mental issues as well. So if this helps him, maybe it's not as big of a deal as it is made out to be. Like Alex Boone said, it's been this way for 100 years. Well, maybe maybe it shouldn't be this way. You know, I mean, I, I'm just kind of saying like from a human standpoint, it's, a, you know, maybe you don't need to grind all that time. Like I'm saying, Um that being said, you just mentioned it. You're like the very 1% tippy top of the mountain here. There's going to be some differences between somebody like you or I who works a nine to five job and whatever. Um, you know, the one fucking guy comments. Um, I'll comment on that, too, because I don't feel like Quasi's obsessed with Kirk. No, but I think Kevin O'Connell is. And I think the Wolves are too. And that's where that's where this is it. Because Kevin O'Connell has just been like, we have to bring Kirk back at every turn. He's sitting in press conferences like, yeah, you know, uh, Kirk, you know how I feel about Kirk. You know, sometimes I think of Kirk Cousins, the lead singer, Leonard Skinner, and him with his angel band, his angel wings. And I'm just in the front row, just hammer drunk. And that's a great question. I'm going to hand you a, a game ball right after this, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I mean, you know, the Welfs love him too because he's good in the community. He's super competitive and he's got this steady floor every year. And to some franchises, you go, well, sorry, dude. But I mean, for this franchise, like, I'll ask you this before I really, you know, drive the point home because I've been talking a lot. But like, if the Vikings were a franchise, would they be Jeff Fisher? Or if the Vikings were a football coach, would they be Jeff? Like, he would be the best coach ever for this because you're going to win seven games. You're going to move ahead and mediocrity. Am I right? Yeah, I would either Jeff Fisher or, you know, maybe Andy Reid before he landed Patrick Mahomes because of, you know, how he could just never get over that hump. And But he, he always had successful teams, and I feel like the Vikings are kind of similar in that way. Or he could even do, like, what, the 90s Braves, how they'd always do so well in the regular season. And then once they get to the playoffs, they, you know, poop the bed. Um, Jeff Fisher's a little – and you know what? Jeff Fisher, guess what? He coached a team to a Super Bowl. So – you know, second half, Jeff Fisher, Rams, Jeff Fisher, maybe. Um, I would l- like to think that the Vikings have been more successful than the, but that. But in terms of mediocrity, yeah, because I uh, I commented on that last week <laughs> about how the Vikings, you know, oh, winning tradition. Uh, oh, really? Nine and ten games, winning tradition every year. Um, so, yeah, uh, I can agree. I agree and disagree with, with the Jeff, Jeff Fisher comparison. I can see why and I can see why not. So here's the biggest problem. And again, final plea. If you have children in the car, turn this off. Like I hate, (laughs) I hate swearing because it limits our audience. Oh, I love swearing actually, but I hate swearing on here because it limits our audience. Like, you know, if somebody's like peering around YouTube, like all of a sudden he's like, daddy, what's that word? My kids tell me to go fuck off all the time when they're (laughs) four and five. So. They're they're learning. Well, I have a, I have another, I don't know where they pick it up from. But, you know, yeah, no, I have another I have another friend who has a kid routinely and like he just says like every human anatomy part like I I think he's three or four that a three or four year old should know. And, you know, penis, balls, dick, uh, nipples. Yeah, Yeah. 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 everything else. (laughs) Um, 
why are we having this conversation again? Like why this whole conversation bores the hell out of me. And I know I've been, pre- I, I laid my argument out. I explained what I think of the whole situation, but this has been out there since August. Mm-hmm. Like we've known Kirk Cousins takes this off. And again, Bill Mackey saw an opportunity. He was with two NFL players. He asked them the question and wanted to get their thoughts on it. I think it was a good question to ask and everybody lost their fucking minds. But, Matthew Collar said something on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it's exactly what I think of when I think of this argument. The thing about Kirk Cousins is that whatever it is, you've already seen it. He has played for us for six years, and we're having the same fucking conversations. Well, he can't win primetime games. Oh, but look at his stats. But he takes Tuesdays off. But he's so good in the community. Look, he's helping sick kids. Oh, you can't pay a decent quarterback that much money. It's an endless circle of hell. That we're living in with Kirk Cousins right now. And I just wanted to stop. Like, like it, it just drives me up a fucking wall because you have some people, uh, you know, I, I am against him staying. And it's not because I hate him or what. Like, some people go on the internet and like, ah, no, we want Kirk Cousins got to come back. Everybody needs Kirk Cousins. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm Kirk just o like. Kirk Cousins crybabies. The Kirk, the Kirk o crybabies. Yes, that's exactly what they are. Oh, and I'm, and so I'm sitting here and I'm just like. <laughs> looking at the looking at the roster and going like dude you have so many things to fill everybody around you is getting better and we're in this like little bubble like we got our quarterback Kirko and he wears chains and he dances around and everything else and like if he's willing to take like a decent deal that can help the Vikings build around him because again if you bring him back you have to go all in none of this competitive yeah. rebuild shit if they take if they re-sign Kirk Cousins I don't want them drafting a quarterback in the first round. No. I don't want it because I want that. I want them to go all in, all in, edge rusher, anything you can find. Give him the biggest supporting cast you can find because you know what happens at that point? There's no more excuses. There's no, well, the offensive coordinator didn't like me. Oh, the head coach didn't like me. If only we had an offensive line. If only our kicker made the kick. If only, if only, if only. I'm tired of it. This six years, like this. What what the fuck do you think he is? Rich Cannon? Oh, no, he's Peyton Manning. He's Tom Brady. You know how many Super Bowls those guys won? I am tired. I am sick of it. I'm exhausted. And, and like, I, I just wanted to stop. I want it to end. Like, like, that's it. It's not because I hate Kirk. It's not because I think he's a shitty quarterback. We can't handle it as Vikings fans anymore. This team is not fun. <laughs> Because we're just sitting here arguing and bitching and moaning and everything else about Kirk Cousins and bringing up the same fucking things over and over again. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. Like, like, like you said, we've we talk about the same things over and over again. It seems like every offseason too, and then there's just new wrinkles. Like the Tuesday thing just got added in this year because it was on the quarterback special. So um, there's just things. That's kind of why people like me and you kind of just want him to go somewhere else because we, one, we want this team to tr- try and take a step in a different direction and, and try something else. But two, we're just tired of talking about the same stuff. It, it gets old. Like, I, I even have, like, I'll post something on, on the Viking Age and uh, people will comment, like, another Kirk Cousins post? It's like, yes, I, I know. I feel the same way when I'm writing it. Okay. But I have to because people want to know about it. Um, but yeah, like, it's not going to end. What's today? February 22nd. The new new league year is 
March 11th, I believe. March 11th when legal tampering begins. 13th is when everyone's contracts officially expire. So that week, I think we should find out more. But even after that, you're still going to have the people who are going to be like, you know, if the Vikings struggle to begin next season, oh, you should know where Kirk Cousins go. Or if he does, God forbid, he does well, whatever whatever team he does is like, oh, look at, look at him. He's doing well. And the other team, and it's going to be like, this is the choice that, that the Vikings made that they felt was best for the team. And you know what, guys? We're not Packers fans. We don't run the team. So it's not our, our decision. Not that they do it anyways, wow. either. Yeah, I was about to say, they just have like a piece of paper that says they, they have run a, the team. They have a, a meeting, I guess, in the stadium every year and pretend like they do stuff. I want to, <laughs> this is an awesome idea, but it, it would be great content. Wouldn't it just be fun to like, uh, like, yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen like the Drewski video, like him hanging out with Alabama fans and he's like oh, running yeah, around. He's yeah, like, yeah. I don't give a piss about nothing but the time. Like go to the Packers shareholder meeting and like just cosplay as a Packer fan. <laughs> just, what do you mean? I can't bring my rifle and my case of Miller light in no. here. I thought this is America. <laughs> well, that's where the draft's going to be this year. Is it this year? No, not two years. This year's Wait, Detroit. They're going to Green Bay for the draft. Yeah. I, I don't know where. Oh, um, they, they, I, I'm going to say they're probably going to have to have it in the stadium because that's the only place I can really probably hold that many I've, people. I've been to Green Bay. Title Town Brewery is pretty good. They got, I think I oh, I'm, I know it's a good football town and everything, yeah. but I don't know if they can like, I think Kansas City had Union uh, Station. Yeah. T- but like, I'm thinking about like the amount of people that were there. It was probably right. close to like a million and a half, two million total for like the whole three days. They got where do you put it? County. Yeah, where are you putting all those people in in Green Bay? Uh, but it's in Detroit this year, which is interesting. Uh, not Minnesota, though. You know, why, why, why would you want to do that? N- nobody um, wants to come. Not even WWE wants to come to Minnesota for WrestleMania, which... It's just dumb, because it could be indoors. But, yes. Uh, but, but the weather, we want to go to Vegas, the weather. I don't know. I just, heel rocks got me feeling a different uh, kind of way right now. <laughs> you're, you're heel rock today. I, I am heel rock. You're embracing Shut up your, before I slap the herpes rock. off your, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, no. um, the Vikings, meanwhile, let's let's pivot off of Kirk Cousins. We've spent 32 minutes on uh, Kirko today. But uh, if the Vikings yeah. want to move off them, they've already done some groundwork because they're reportedly discussing trading up to number three in this year's NFL draft. KSTP and score Norris Darren Wolfson, who we heard from before earlier in this episode. So the Vikings talked to the Patriots at the Senior Bowl about potential deals for the pick. Uh, there was also a report from bringing the news as Joe Nelson that basically said uh, Wolfson told him, we'll circle back to you, but also noted that Hawks had not advanced past planting a seed in his words. Um, I think we've asked this before, but how aggressive would you be if you were the Vikings to get the number three overall pick? Uh, depends, I guess, what time, what time you want to be aggressive. If you want to be aggressive now, you'll probably, it'll probably be easier to get that number three pick than it would be come, you know, the, the new league year and, and Kirk Cousins is potentially gone. Because if he leaves and teams are going to be like, Oh, well, I guess you need to fork over a little bit more because we know you need this. Um, so I think after the combine, I would not be surprised if the Vikings made a trade up before free agency starts. Um, if, the, if indeed that's what they want to do, but, but we know, we've heard all about how like they were, they wanted to be super aggressive to go up and get Anthony Richardson last year. And I would, I would think that the quarterbacks available in this year's first round are even more worth trading up for than some of the ones last year. Um, 
So I would expect them to be aggressive. Quincy only has two years left on his deal. Like he's got to do something. So I don't like at this point, what does he have to lose if he, if he's aggressive? Oh no, I failed. Okay. Oh, well, then I just try go somewhere else and work for somebody else. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't get big rewards without taking big risks. And I think the Vikings, you know, need to do this and we've known that they wanted to trade up. And so I wouldn't, I'm not going to be surprised at all. I think that week after the combine is going to be, all eyes on that to see if, if the Vikings do something, even maybe during the week of. Yeah, you know, I, I think when I think of the Vikings brain trust, Quasey's the one dude that has some balls, right? Yeah. Like he's the guy who's like, we're letting go of Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook and Eric Kendricks. And like the Wolves were like, but but they, they're, they're big, <laughs> they're, they're huge for us. Why would you do that? And well, we need to like fix the team because it's old and it's eroding and everything else. Like it, it's, it's like the Lambeau Field renovation every year, right? It's like they just keep building higher and higher, and really, it's just a glorified high school stadium. Like you know, that, that's well, kind of how the Vikings have been. They have bleachers, so yeah, they do. They do have bleachers there because it's old school and it's supposed to be like real football. The Gopher Stadium has bleachers too, but uh, they make their players go out and sell pizzas and shitty vodka for nil money. That's another discussion. <laughs> you know what? I think Quasey has balls, but I mean, at the same time, I also feel like he's the dude who wears like the super reflective glasses to the poker table and he's like got his thing. You can see his pocket aces and his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, right. I got a he's, hand here, guys. Here we go. Hand a lot. You're right. You're right. Like, like, it's just like DMs are able to read him. Like when it was trading Dalvin Cook, he never got a deal. Or like Zadarius Smith, like, yep. I think, what was it? A late pick swap well, or I something? I think Zadarius kind of screwed. Yeah, he also <laughs> kind of tipped their hand. He, Zadarius is the dude who is like on the, you know, standing behind him like, he's got pocket aces, guys. You know what? Get in on this. Like getting hauled out of the casino. Um, you know, it, it's just like they need to be aggressive, but everybody knows they need to be aggressive. Like when the Chiefs trade up for Patrick Mahomes, it was like, whoa, holy shit. Like Chiefs, Chiefs got a quarterback. Like everybody knows the Vikings want to trade up and they want to find that quarterback to the future. And that's what's kind of going to screw them because the tax is only going to go higher, especially for a team like New England. Like to convince them, like look, look at look at what happened in the Bears last year. They have the number one overall pick, Bryce Young. I mean, they could have taken CJ Stroud if they wanted to at number one. They sat there and the Panthers were like, We'll give you DJ Moore, we'll give you two first round picks, we'll give you this and this. And like the Bears were like, Okay. Like that's the type of deal I think it's going to take in order to get that number three overall pick. And even if they get the pick, and I'll turn this over to you, who who should they be targeting? Who's the quarterback that you're looking in this draft being like, all right, let's let's trade three for let's do an RG three trade, trade three first and go get our guy. Like who should that be in this draft? I mean, I like Caleb Williams. I think he's the consensus number one for a lot of people. Um I I've heard a lot about how the Vikings like Drake May and how Drake May could fit. From what I've watched, Drake May, yeah, he's talented, but there's some things that I have questions about. And I think I've I saw came across a chart where his numbers on one side of the field are way better than his numbers throwing to another side of the field. I don't know how much I like that. That that's something maybe could be fixed. Sure, um, but I have some question questions about Drake May for sure. Um, who's that? oh oh Daniels? Um, I like him a lot. I think he would be a good fit for the Vikings. He's he's athletic. He can he can throw the ball and run the ball. 
Um, but you just worry about a player like that in terms of, of injury. You know, the more I watch, I don't think the Vikings should trade the hall maybe for this, maybe after the combine, this player stock will go up, but, but JJ McCarthy keeps getting connected to the Vikings and people reference, you know, well, he didn't throw the ball a lot in, in Michigan. He didn't have to like the, the offense that they ran was, was run heavy base. If you look at, go back to when, uh, Harbaugh was a coach of Stanford, uh, and he had Andrew Luck, they did. Kind of a similar thing where they ran the ball more than they passed, and they had Andrew Luck. So, like the the fact that that JJ McCarthy didn't throw a lot in college, I don't think is a big deal because when he was asked to in certain pressure situations, third down situations, under pressure, his numbers show that he did really well. Um, and it's it sounds a lot of people have linked him to the Vikings because they feel like he could do well in a Shanahan McVay type of system running that. Is he someone I think the Vikings should trade up to number three to get? At this point, no. But maybe after the combine, maybe differently. You know, does he does he perform well there? Does he perform well in his pro dates? Things like that. Do the Vikings like him after they have a meeting with him? Things like that. Things can change very quickly. Um, but I think if they want to get a top quarterback, that number three spot's probably as high as they're probably going to get. Because if you're the Bears, you got to draft a quarterback. Justin Fields, not he's not he's not the guy. You tried, he's not the guy. Um, and the commanders, they need a quarterback. So, like, that's two. That's two already off the board. You can end the, whoever's third best. It's not. It's not like a bad consolation prize. It's still uh, regarded as a very good quarterback. And even, even if you want, you could still, if depending on who you, who they regard as number three, it could be Drake May or Daniels or even McCarthy. Um, so they'll they'll ha- still have a pick of of a quarterback that they want to draft and build around if they get to number three. And we'll dive into the quarterbacks in this class a little bit later. Uh, in the off season, we're just kind of waiting to see what happens at quarterback first. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of got to get through that. Uh, CBS sports is Josh Edwards for what it's worth as the Vikings trading up for Drake may in his latest mock draft does not mention the cost to trade up for May, but um, <laughs> Paul Allen has also said that Sean Payton is enamored with JJ McCarthy as the next quarterback of the Broncos. We're seeing him mocked at number 12. The only problem is, Drew Brees said at the Super Bowl, Sean Payton's got his eyes set on one guy, and that's Drake May. And then Cecil Lammy of the Audible, who actually is a beat reporter covering the Broncos, said that Payton's guy is Drake May. So I don't know. I don't know how aggressive it's the Broncos would be. Smoke season. It could be. It, it, I, I send it out every year. The gif of Bray Wyatt laughing in the smoke, <laughs> just like NFL would be like just laughing away. Um, you know what would make a rookie quarterback's life easier though? Justin uh, Jefferson. Hunt- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Mike Zimmer would probably. Well, if we had a defense, like, and then, then like a new cornerback. Yeah, then he could just hand it off. Like, I think I saw times. something yesterday where Michael Parsons commented on like some edge rusher prospect, and I was responding like, "That's that's hilarious, Micah. If you think Mike Zimmer is not going to try and draft a corner with your first pick in the draft, Trayvon Diggs is going to get traded so freaking." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it will it will be within the first 10 hours of free agency eggs will they be could become like best buddies who knows too like hey remember when he didn't take me and then mike zimmer would just like hey remember all those me. tweets you had about your brother when he was on my team yeah it's time yeah. for you to run <laughs> run a lot <laughs> um Justin Jefferson's contract situation uh, that has gotten out of control as well, because Mike Florio reported over the weekend <laughs> that the Wolves have made a mandate that you can't give out guaranteed money for multiple years, except at the quarterback position. And Hawkins. Yes. Uh, I was just about to get to that because Judd Zolgad theorized 
that this means full guarantees because TJ Hawkinson has guaranteed money into the second year of his deal. Alexander Madison has guaranteed money in the second year of his deal. Uh, There might be some others that we're not even thinking about that. We know that Jefferson wants a long-term answer at quarterback, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network. And ESPN's Kevin Seifert wrote on Thursday morning, the Vikings aren't playing hardball and Jefferson wants the bag because he said it in public the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, at what lengths do you think the Vikings should go to get a Justin Jefferson deal done? Um, I think they should do probably pretty much whatever they can to sign him as long as it doesn't hamper their future plans. Like if they think giving him a three-year, like just like with Kirk, if they think giving him a three-year fully guaranteed deal that pays him $35 million a year, is that is that something you want to do? He just, you know, he did just get injured. He did just miss a bunch of time with a with a hamstring injury. Is that going to happen again? We don't know. Um, the previous years say no. He's he's been pretty very very durable. Um, but at the same time, and and people will respond with like, well, he only gets the ball like six or seven times a game. But he has a much bigger effect on the entire offense whenever he's on the field. I you know I talked to just not, I talked to Jordan Addison a couple weeks ago and asked him what it was like when. Justin Jefferson was out there when he wasn't. And he was saying when Jefferson's out there, half of the defense is covering him. And that leaves us, you know, one-on-one situations and everything. So he has a much more, he has a much larger impact than just, you know, getting the ball in his hands. He takes attention, you know, to him and off of other players, which helps the Vikings off. Um, It's just weird because how many of the top receivers in the league, at least the highest paid receivers, do you see where it's like, oh, this team went far in the playoffs or went to the Super Bowl because they have one of the highest paid receivers in the league. Uh, don't typically see that. Um, quarterback's a different story, especially if they're good. Um, but receiver is different. But at the same time, Justin Jefferson, I don't think he's really like other receivers in the fact that like he's better than AJ Brown. He's better than Debo Samuel. You know, those fan bases will say differently. But so I think if there's any player that's worth the, a type of deal that, is being talked about. It's Justin Jefferson, but also at the same time, the Vikings think that it's going to, you know, get in the way of their future plans. And then maybe they do consider trading him. I think that's probably a last resort. I think a deal happens a lot closer than maybe we've been led to believe in the last week or so, because you mentioned Florio and he's also someone who runs a website that needs content every day. Um, he also has sources too. So the people that are like, "Oh, Florio, he hates the Vikings." He's also a Vikings. Um, so why would he? Why would he want the Vikings to trade their their best player? He would. Um, but he's just, you know, he says stuff that he's heard around the league. He has sources. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting. I just, I think it's a lot closer than people think it actually is. What's Justin Jefferson going to say when he's interviewed? No, uh, I think I'm taking a discount. I think you know, ten million a year is all I really need to to be happy. No. He's going to get paid. He wants to get paid and he's ready to get paid. Give me a $3 per diem so I can yeah. get Paco Val every day. Apparently like also, I, a deal is probably not going to happen until the summertime. So we're going to be talking right. about this for a while. And people are like, Oh, there's no deal. He's going to get traded. Like, like the Mark, the Lamar Jackson stuff. Just like I, that. I want to know, this is a sidebar, but I want to know what those dudes are ordering at Taco Bell where they, they just have three bucks and they can like get all this food like they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they want? have the value menu thing. It's like a burrito is like two fifty. It's like, okay, <laughs> ordering, well, so you, uh, one yeah, chip. Yeah. Ordering what you're splitting some nachos, you're having some nacho that's, cheese for, for your meal. That's, that's what you're doing here. It's like, if you don't hit the $10 barrier at Taco Bell and you're, yeah. you know, what are you doing? 
Like everybody's like, well, just get the box. It's good. No, 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 no. I'm not getting combined. I'm not combined by your square here. This is this is isn't, important. Isn't stuff. well, I guess it's not their slogan. Their slogans think outside the bun. So I was like, shouldn't they be thinking outside the box? But it's think oh, outside the bun. Yeah, it's outside the bun. But regardless, <laughs> I guess I know where I'm going to. Di- <laughs> um, you said it perfectly. I think if just for unrealistic amount of money. You trade him. If he's hell-bent on Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, you trade him. He's not, though. Like, people keep bringing yeah. that up, too. He's not. I don't know why people keep saying that. Like, oh, he's not. He's going to go somewhere else, Kirk Cousins. No, he literally also said, I will catch. Pa- Look at what I did the second half of the season. I caught passes from Mullins and Dobbs and all that. Like, he's not going to do that. So I, I hate that people are like, oh, if Cousins leaves and Justin Jefferson's going to leave, too. He's going to be unhappy. No, he's going to be. I also think some people kind of build up what they could get for Jefferson in their mind, and it's not close to what mm-hmm. they'd actually get. Like, NFL trades are messed up, man. Like, you, you look at some of the trades around the league, it's like Jalen Ramsey got flipped for a third-round pick last year. And it was like, I mean, they had to pay him, but this is a similar situation. You got to pay Justin Jefferson. Like, Colin Coward's out there like, oh, yeah, number three pick for Justin Jefferson, some change. Everybody loses their mind. It's like, well, yeah, that's probably accurate as far as there was another guy. Um, I think his name was Stroud Muse, which obviously means he's a Texans fan, but he was like Tank Dell, second round oh, pick, that, yeah. and something else. And I'm like, this is probably more realistic than people think. And he's like, thank you. And I was like, yes, thank you. I like the person who responded with the the trade for CJ Stroud instead. <laughs> Justin Jefferson for he's CJ like, Stroud. CJ, Justin Jefferson for CJ Stroud and like a third round pick. There you go. We'll throw in Kirk Cousins right yeah, or at yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I, I mean, I'm I'm listening to these offers. It's like, oh, well, you could get two firsts for Justin Jefferson and then use all those and everything else. Tyreek Hill only netted a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth round pick. AJ Brown was a first and a third round pick. You know, Randy Moss, the greatest receiver <laughs> in Vikings history, not named Justin in Jefferson. Prime. Yeah, in his prime, fetched a number seven overall pick, which was Troy Williamson, as some people are down, a seventh rounder, and Napoleon Harris. That was it. That is all they got for Randy freaking Moss. And if you think Justin Jefferson is going to get some kind of quarterback level return, you're on crack. And here's the other thing that's kind of driving me up a wall. If you're not going to pay Justin Jefferson, who do you pay in the NFL? Because like we're we're having this constant debate, like, well, you can't pay a receiver because you could just find it. I'm Puka Nakua was in the fifth round, so is Stefan Diggs. So you don't you don't need a receiver. Don't pay a running back. Those guys don't have souls. Uh, you know, running backs don't matter. You could just go down there and get one at the community college and whatever. Although Kyle Shanahan traded how many picks for Christian McCaffrey, but we don't talk about that because he's an offensive genius. Don't pay an offensive tackle either. We we could maybe like trade Christian Darisaw and maybe get two first round picks that way. That that maybe a good idea or uh you don't pay a linebacker because those are easily replaceable don't get a safety either because you you could just find one of those anywhere i mean you can get corners anywhere too just ask mike zimmer he drafted them all the time so like what are we down to defensive tackle edge rusher and quarterback and perhaps tight end too because quasi paid one of those so I, I guess you sign hunter and cousins and you trade jefferson but like at some point you need either elite talent or a quarterback that is bulletproof. And there is one quarterback. Actually, I probably shouldn't say bulletproof when I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes because of what happened in Kansas City. But it, <laughs> I, I mean, just immune. Uh, let's just say immune or, or like, you know, 
Whatever happens around him, Patrick Mahomes doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to throw like five touchdowns and go win a Super Bowl. Like On the field it. and off the field. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about not, not, I'm not saying not, not the parade. I'm talking about. Like, oh, sorry, the, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, all the distractions okay. around him, you know, with his brother, his father, his wife at times, maybe, you know, um, he, it doesn't face him. He just yes. goes out in the field and, and looks amazing every time. That that dude is a goddamn tank. Like he, yeah. he's a tank mentally and physically. Like you cannot hurt him. You he is Jason Voorhees of the NFL. Like every time <laughs> you think he's dead, he's gonna come up with a machete and like chop up the teenagers and throw them into Camp Crystal Lake. Like he is that dude. And like finding that dude, teams try, but they never can. Like we just saw a team with like the fucking Avengers everywhere. And like, they still couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Maybe if Kyle Shanahan had a rule book, he would have pulled that off. But <laughs> I, I mean, you know, well, what's your plan here? Like if you trade Justin Jefferson, what what are you doing? Like you have no superstar. Are, are you just going to rebuild? And I think that's how you wind up being the lions or the Browns or whatever. Like you're just going to wind up having a rookie quarterback and like, having nothing around him and he's going to get smashed and look like Zach Wilson. Like I think you just pay Justin Jefferson because when a rookie quarterback arrives in Minnesota, you can go, Hey, you see number 18 over there. Let's throw it in his area. If you're ever in trouble, just, just chuck it in his direction. Yeah. Like that, that, that's you know basically who you do? What, what you gotta do. You know who you do pay hmm. kickers, kick all of the money. Yeah. Just give him because, because the max they're going to get, it's like 7 million each. So just give it all to him. It, it was interesting too on that O line committee podcast. They were talking about like guaranteed contracts. And I guess like owners have to write a uh, check to the NFL when they guarantee money yep. and it gets put into escrow in case the NFL were to ever fold. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, concussions could bring that bitch down. <laughs> no hurry. Just like there somewhere. are so many yeah. things that could have brought the NFL down that has not brought the NFL down. I think they're going to be okay. Speaking of things that are bulletproof, uh, the NFL, it's a literal, their logo is a literal shield. I think yeah. they'll be fine. Um, let's wrap the show up with some odds and ends. I, I thought about coming up with a catchy name for this, but I, I couldn't figure it out. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll have a production meeting later, but um, these are just some random things that I was kind of coming across and just wanted to bring up at the end of the show. Um, the first of all, the Vikings extended Marcus Davenport's void date. Um, it will now void at March 11th. Uh, is this a big deal to you or not? No, because um, he didn't play last year. So guess what? He's going to be a lot cheaper if they want to bring him back. Um, I know people are very against it because he gave, a weird interview. So like, and there, there was a random rumor, not even a, a report. It was, I'm, I'm going to, I'll use what they use on their show. Reckless speculation. I would say it was more like that where it was that he wasn't committed or he was healthy and people were met. If they felt that way about him, would you think they would have extended his void date? Probably not. Um, so I think, uh, if they can get him back for cheap, because I'm going to say the chances are probably pretty good that Daniel Hunter's not going to be with the Vikings next year. So, and they need pass rushers. Like if that's, and when he was on the field, he was good and he's still pretty young. If you can get him for five or 6 million a year, that's not, a, that's a low risk for the type of production you can probably get out of somebody like that. Tyler Fornes brought, the, brought this up, friend of the show, of course. Um, he mentioned that if you sign him for $5 million, you save $100,000 on the cap, which isn't a lot, but, it just kind of shows you like if he takes a discount, like if you get him for 
kind of relatively cheap. Like I wouldn't bring him back as like a starter. Cause like last year it was like, Hey, you're going to start across from Neil Hunter and be Zadarius Smith. And it didn't work out because of his injury history. If you have him as a rotational guy, I think that's a big win for the Vikings because the guys you have on roster right now are Patrick Jones, the third and Andre Carter, the second, not great, especially if Daniel Hunter leaves. So you can't fill everything in the draft. I think, you know, just talking to Marcus Davenport, trying to work out a contract. If it doesn't work, whatever. I, I think it's a good, it's basically making sure no stone is unturned uh, when it comes to edge rushers. And I, I don't know like what he did to people too, for people to like react to him. So harshly people act like he went over to their house and like peed in their mouth while they were sleeping like i don't i i really don't understand some of the reactions like he's a piece of shit or like he's a low life scumbag it's like what <laughs> like, like sometimes vikings twitter gets a little amped up as i did earlier in the show but yeah you know how it is but like i don't know um, in other news, the Vikings kept the seventh round pick in the Josh Dobbs trade. Mm-hmm. Dobbs needed to play 55% of the snaps in order for the Vikings to pay up. And that didn't happen. Uh, was the deal worth it? For those two games? Fuck yeah. Yeah. For a free quarterback for those two wins that were probably like, you look back, the second and third best, maybe at least second and third most entertaining wins the Vikings had um, all year long behind maybe the Niners game, probably in the most entertaining um yeah it was fine they they needed a quarterback and that was that was a very very low risk i think i I, wasn't there rumors that they kicked the tires on like kyler murray that would have cost them a lot more money um and a lot more draft picks so i think this was a better way to just get a court i still i still don't think josh Dobbs was brought in to be a starter like when he was brought in he he came in and they just needed depth and they were waiting for Nick Mullins to come back um, because Jaron Hall was a starter in Atlanta. And then Josh Dobbs was thrown in there and like two days after he was there and then he, they won. So they're like, well, I guess we're rolling with you because you won. So, um, yeah, it was fine. I, 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 I'm going to remember the, the Dobbs sanity for sure. The Vikings lose two more games this year and they wind up with the fifth overall pick in this year's draft. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I know, I know there are some people who think that doesn't matter, but we're talking about trading up to three. It seems like a bit pretty big dump. I would also say that I don't think Dobbs's two games were the most damaging for the Vikings last year. I think it was the win against Chicago. And I think it was the win against San Francisco. And I will go deeper because I think the one play that flipped the Viking season or at least the offseason around was the touchdown pass to Jordan Addison right before halftime when Steve Wilkes calls that all out blitz. It's a 50 50 ball. And Jordan Addison snatches it away from a literal 50 50 ball. Yeah. Who, who was who was the I think it was Ward. Traverius Ward. Yeah. Chavar, or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just snatched it right away and walked to the end zone. If Ward comes away with that football. Do the Niners win that game and are the Vikings one or so they would be two and five at that point? Three and five, I think. So they would be three and five or no, oh, no, 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 no. They'd be two and five. Yep. And then they would have beat the Packers the next week, uh, presumably. And then Kirk yep. would have torn his Achilles at three and five. And you're kind of yep. like, eh. just something to think about. But I, again, I think they had to, they had to get a quarterback because Smolens was hurt too. Um, so again, I don't think they brought Dobbs in to even be a starter at all for the year. It was more just, just depth. And that just, that sometimes that stuff happens. It's football. Breaking news. Oh boy. Adrian Peterson is broke. We think. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, an online he, auction house 
hosted a bunch of his trophies, including his 2012 MVP award this week. Peterson is selling part of his estate, but says he did not authorize his trophies to be sold and is suing the auction house for listing them. Not a bad way to earn a buck if you ask me. Uh, Peterson has recently been facing property seizures and made over $100 million during his playing career. Are you surprised by any of this? Well, I think you posted a picture that would make anyone not surprised by yeah. it of him riding a camel. It's kind of <laughs> like his, his birthday party, I think. Yeah, his 30th birthday. It's like, why don't you just go to the club, get a big ass bottle of champagne, you know, maybe a big steak at a Murray's or whatever, and like celebrate your 30th birthday like a normal person. But no, we got a camel. We got Aladdin. We got a boo yeah. hanging out in the corner. Maybe he's not a normal person. We got genie. Like they actually brought the genie from Aladdin to out his of the, birthday out of the party. Bottom. Yeah, they just like rubbed it. It's like, oh shit, it's genie. And he sounds like Robin Williams. What's going on? Or Will Smith. Depends depends how old you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I'm not surprised at all. Have you have you seen the 30 for 30 the broke 30 for 30? I have, I have not, but I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, he fits very well into this. Like it's not it's not surprising when you watch that and you see a lot a lot of athletes are like him. You just you get a lot of money and you think you're gonna either have it forever or you know that you don't have to pay taxes or you don't have to pay your agent and other all these other people that you know help you out. The money goes fast. Um and with Peterson, he also has children to pay for. Um, so there's that. But it was it was funny. I I did enjoy his video where he was like, These are not for sale, but if I was gonna sell them, I would sell them to people I know. Okay. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I say allegedly because I'm like, I don't want him coming after me too right um but it's it's also not surprising because the people that ran with that are the you know the aggregators the the dove dove climbins and jpa footballs and ml football all of them are like adrian peterson's broke he's selling everything and it's like yeah yeah. and they had the one uh i think it was jpa called heartbreaking i'm like oh you always had the big yeah the big the big capitalization of this this word or whatever devastating brutal unbelievable you know really grab the attention gotta get like, those likes and those those that that engagement you gotta get that check on email i always wonder i always wonder like how journalism classes are now like when it comes to aggregating and that, that is stuff. not journalism I, I don't think they teach i think they well that's probably what they say like <laughs> hey this isn't it's not even uh, reporting or, or anything it's just copy and pasting right and saying it's your own they called that plagiarism that's when plagiarism. i was in college <laughs> But that's another thing. Uh, finally, this is just like a random note. Ian Harditz, uh, formerly a pro football focus, he wrote in Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter that the Vikings could trade for Geno Smith if Kirk Cousins leaves in March. Uh, this is just kind of reckless speculation, but Geno Smith has a $31 million cap hit for next season. It'd be a nice stopgap for the future. Are are you sold? Are you? If you're getting rid of Kirk Cousins, you're not trading assets to get someone else who makes thirty million a year, who's around the same age. No, no, thank you. Don't do that. Would you? The right, Russell look, Wilson thing is different because you could pay him the vet minimum, and and you'd have him, yeah. And for it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to give up anything. I guess if they went that route, I would probably. I mean, I just don't think my my pause with that is I don't think Russell Wilson's a good fit for O'Connell's offense. I don't think he's good anymore. I think his he's that too shot yeah like like cam newton at the end of his career when he just wasn't good anymore yeah like i i think that's it i mean gino smith for 31 plus what like i mean what are the seahawks gonna the seahawks gonna drew lock right what are you guys doing 
he won a playoff. Everybody loves Drew Locke now. He had that interview and he's like, oh, Drew Locke. That was that was fun. That that's 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 like the Dobbs stuff. That's the Drew Lock stuff. Like that's part of the football season that that you know people we can enjoy for those who you know are fans of the Chiefs and their team makes the Super Bowl every year. That's that's the stuff that we enjoy. We want Drew Lock, Drew Lock, <laughs> Drew Lock to Minnesota. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. a whole account dedicated to that on Twitter. <laughs> exactly, Drew Lock Locked to, to many. Yeah. Um, what's going on at the Viking Age right now, Adam? Oh, well, we're getting ready to combats next week. So, and then Quasi and Kevin O'Connell will be speaking there, and I'm sure they'll say so much. Um, no, they won't. They won't say a thing. The, the things that will come out are going to be from, you know, probably like Diana Rossini and Adam Schefter and Rappaport and all those guys about all the rumors, stuff going on in the uh, local establishments that are uh, leaking out of there. Um, I, I'm going to imagine Quasi and, and Kirk Cousins' agent are going to meet next week sometime. You have. Um, and Quasi's going to be like, got this offer. And Carney's going to be like, fully guaranteed. And he's like, not even close. Okay. See you later. Um, but yeah, we got, we'll have stuff on that. Of course, we'll have more mock drafts. It's still mock, it's still mock draft season. Once, once that, once that off season hits, it's mock draft season almost every day. Um, and then we'll have more stuff about free agency and all that stuff. So yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. Go over there. Check it out. And you got it on the YouTube show right now, but for our podcast audience, where can people follow you on social media? Uh, where can people follow me? Do I want people to follow? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter, X at uh, Adam Patrick NFL, and, and on threads at Adam Patrick. Well, I am at the real Chris Shad on X, threads, Instagram, uh, TikTok. I, I've kind of fallen off the wagon with the social videos. LinkedIn. Because, yeah. I know I, I haven't used LinkedIn in years. <laughs> I think I still have a college picture of me on my LinkedIn because <laughs> I'm just like, this doesn't work. Screw it. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe someday I'll edit that. But uh, you could follow me anywhere with that real Krishad monk here. But uh, that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday with the late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, make sure you rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. For Adam Patrick, I'm Chris Shad. This has been the Viking Age Podcast. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.